ladies and gentlemen, the few of you that listen, welcome, gentle man, singular, singular, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com, joined by Shay Elliott of the ElliottHomestead.com, and together we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We do it with red lipstick and no frumpy jumpers. Frumpy pajama pants, though. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm killing it in Joel's flannel pajama. It's cold. We had like freezing rain overnight. Yeah. I went outside. My cow had gotten out and I was so tired. I, I didn't even process it. I was coming down the lane. Amelie was on the little tractor behind me and she yells, Mom. And I looked at her. I said, what? Like, what? What is the big deal? She says, uh, Fern is standing right in front of you. Like I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> notice that she was completely out. So that was a great way to start the day. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I came back in out. and put my pajama bottoms back on. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm freezing. So that's what we're doing. We're rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind, red lipstick, no jumpers. It's Monday. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, you want to see something cool I got? Yeah, yeah. Can you see these shoes? Can you oh, see yeah. these? Are those okay. like Stu and I went on a date last wool week or something? What yeah, are those? they're felt, and they've yeah. got leather soles, and they're house shoes because whenever we record in our dumpy basement, uh, my feet get super cold because you can't run a space heater. I can't run a space heater because it's too loud, mm-hmm. and it's only mm-hmm. got the wall heaters, which are from like 1960, and they're terrible. And the window leaks air because <laughs> it needs to be replaced. It's really dumpy. Yep. Um, I'm so excited to bring a guest into my crap hole yeah. of a basement today and let her see it. <laughs> There's a, a gift shop up here that has those, and I wanted to buy everybody a pair for the winter. Uh, um, but well, you must closed. really love your kids because they're well. It's they weren't freezing. super cheap. No, they yeah. were like forty dollars a pair, and so I kept procrastinating. Yeah, kept procrastinating, and then that shop, like everything else up here, closed because it's not winterized. So yeah, <laughs> it's nice to have though. Keeps your feet yeah. warm. Nice and toasty. Uh, I am very much looking forward to today's show. I think this is uh, the perfect interview to do to sort of continue our conversation that we opened the season with. Yes. Just about hospitality and putting eyes to a need. Um, Today, friends, we are having Shay's friend, Audrey, join us. Shay has referenced her many times over the course of this podcast. And I'm very excited to get mm-hmm. to know her. Today's show is brought to you by Jovial. Jovial, as you know, is um, the hold company on, that... Hold on, There's an elephant. Oh, yeah. Today's hey, show guys. is brought to you by the elephant what? upstairs. Right? <laughs> oh, my heaven. <laughs> I'll do Jovial. You go. I need a husband. Go, go <laughs> deal with that. Okay. <laughs> Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jovial, and there's something really exciting <laughs> that we want. <laughs> she probably doesn't know we could hear that. Jovial is doing something really awesome right now. They've been sponsoring our podcast since the beginning. You guys know how much we love them. Jovialfoods.com. But they are releasing now, as of this week, their olive oil from the 2020 harvest. So when we went to Italy with Jovial a couple of years ago, we got to meet the olive oil maker, Lorenzo. He's amazing. He's super passionate about what he does. So Jovial harvests all their heirloom 
olives and right there, like right on the farm. And then Lorenzo does one single cold press. And that's where Jovial gets their olive oil from. It's delicious. They do an amazing job. And right now, if you order it, you can get it for December delivery as soon as it arrives from Italy. So I want you, I'm going to put a link, a special link that will take you because you'll get a $15 discount on three bottles of olive oil when you order them. So normally the three bottles are $89.99. You can now get them for $74.99. So make sure you check out that special link in the show notes and use this opportunity to stock up your whole food pantry with this delicious olive oil from Jovial. Lorenzo messaged and he said it's an amazing harvest this year and they would love our support because so many restaurants in Italy are closed. And so a lot of the people that they normally sell to, they're not selling to this year, which is great news for us because that means we get to have more of it. So check out the link below for that. I ordered 12 bottles and it's not going to be enough to get me through. But I know that's my Christmas present to myself. Bunch of good olive oil. Okay. Um, you look thirsty. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's Monday let's, morning. Sure. Let's cue that. It's, it's Monday morning. Let's have a glass of wine. Let's oh, cue the wine cue music. Cue the wine music. So this is the part of the podcast. It's cute. Hello. That's your cue. This is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass of whatever scratches your itch. I actually just had a really delicious maple syrup latte. But over the weekend, I had a fabulous bottle of wine. And our wine segment is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines, which is a an online company that will ship you even if you're in lockdown, organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted, low sugar, no garbage wines from around the world. What kind of garbage am I talking about? Well, the 76 ingredients that they legally don't have to list on the back of your grocery store wine label. So we have no GMO yeast, no purple dye. Yes, there is a real reason why your teeth turn purple that is not supposed to happen when you drink a glass of wine. This is wine that is grown and bottled to help you tap into life, complement your food, stimulate that palate, mm-hmm. and celebrate your dining experience. Celebrate that. Stimulate your palate. Palate? Yeah, palate. Stimulate My your palate. palate is stimulated. Your palate. That's what I said. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> correcting myself. I need another latte. <laughs> okay, so... Um, did you get some Thanksgiving wines from Dry Farms? I, th- I did. But I, did. I, I have to tell you, I was very intrigued. I looked at this one and I said, oh, this one is going to be good. And I opened it this past weekend. So I really want to tell you about it. So ask me my question. So you pre-drank yes. your Thanksgiving wine? I did. <laughs> now I'm kind of in a pickle. Wow. <laughs> I want more of this wow. one. I want to hold Maybe next season one. our topic will be self-control. Thanks, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Just last week, you told us it was 10 in the morning and I was filming and I was looking at this (laughs) glass of wine and I was like, well, I really don't want that to go to waste. (laughs) Okay, touche. What are you sipping? What do you got there? (laughs) Okay, um, I'm actually pretty embarrassed because I don't know how to pronounce this. This is just, there's too many letters. So this is, I'm going to try. Is it French? French. Friends. Okay. Mes amis. Francaise. Chateau de Mérague. Mehagu, Mehag. I think the 
I think we're just going to go with Mayrag. M-A-Y-R-A-G-U-V-E-S. Lord willing, that's not a V. That's got to be a U. Um, it's a U now that I'm looking at their website. Okay, listen to this. Say it again. That It sounds... Shh. I heard Regu and... Yeah, right? I know. That's friends. how I felt when my you read that. My friends and Regu. That's when the you, only thing I picked out. When you read that one last week, I was like, I'm sorry, what was that? Dome Franck Besson. It used to be an old Saturday Night Live skit. Old. I think they only did it twice, but they were like in French class and they would speak in English. You know, when you're in high school French and your teacher's like, oh, 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 en français. Mm. Okay. Chateau de Mayrague. M-A-Y-R-A-G-U-E-S. Mayrague. This guy here. Did you have this one yet? I have that in my stash. Shay, it is so good. <laughs> it is so good. This is- Excuse me, piano teacher calling. There we go. <laughs> My We're talking take, about wine uh, piano teacher. You need to FaceTime piano lessons. <laughs> Sorry that this was a 2016. Okay. And um, I'm going to need a lot more of this, but check this out. This is like a whole experience. This family, they do it all. They have their castle. Their chateau is like actually a chateau and it, they do wedding receptions and concerts and they produce this beautiful biodynamic wine. Um, very exciting. This is uh, a Gaillac region and it's 70% Bracol and 30% Cab. Um, 11.86 alcohol volume. This was a really dark purple. Like for, I know there's like a transition when you're mm-hmm. starting with dry farm, you get some lighter reds. They're very delicious, but just mentally you're looking at them going, that's not what my wine typically looks like. This was just like an old school French wine for me. I oh. absolutely loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm excited to try that one. Yeah. But I will save it for Thanksgiving. Well, maybe. Or, or I'll just, just get like another for one. For a really good steak. Like, this is just like your classic, like, just make some steak frites. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah. So, if you guys aren't familiar with how Dry Farm works, I want you to go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. We will also have a link to that below because with your first order, you can either do three or six or nine or 12 bottles a month, or you can just do a one time order. You can do whatever you want, but you will get a penny bottle. That's a bottle for a penny with your first order just for being a homemaker chic listener. So make sure you follow that link and I will have Angela tag that wine in the show notes as well and actually write out the spelling of it. Yes. We can do that over on Instagram too. People have been asking us to do that so that you can add that request that bottle be added to your order, which you can totally do with dry farms. So do check them out. Um, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Thanks for Absolutely. the tip. I'm looking forward I'm going to that to- one. This is just really, you know, if you just need some, I know we can't go anywhere, but it's still really nice to dream and see beautiful things. I'm going to put a link to this castle in the show notes too, because it's okay. just fun it's to castle. see what they're doing. Because oh. castle. Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Should we dive into this interview? Please. Okay. Shay, we, um, I'm very excited about today, but I think I would like to hand this off. I know Mondays are. Our Angie's Day and Thursday's our Shay's Day, but I would like you to introduce our guest today because she is your dear friend. You've uh, introduced us to her in bits and pieces over the last few months, but I'm going to hand this off to you, my dear. Okay. 
Well, that's good because she's sitting right next to me. And this is fun because normally when we interview people, it's all done over Zoom. But Audrey is actually in my basement with me next to my pile of dirty laundry on the floor, (laughs) sitting in my really crappy office chairs while I'm in my pajama bottoms. So she gets the the full array. Um, I'm really excited to be interviewing Audrey. We have introduced you guys to Audrey over the last couple of months and to her daughter, Danica. And we've gotten such beautiful responses from our Homemaker Chic listeners that we thought, especially in the spirit of hospitality and fellowship and bringing people into your fold and into your world, um, what does that look like for somebody in Audrey's situation? So good morning, my friend. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Audrey and I got to do something actually really fun the other day. We went antiquing together mm-hmm. and then we went out to dinner. Oh, yeah. Which oh, I'm really rebels. glad. I know. <laughs> Scandals. It was amazing. Scandalous. We were both just texting the husbands and Amber, her, her sister. We're all just texting the husbands as soon as we get out of the antique store. Like, hey, we're not going to come home for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, not just yet. You go ahead and rescue that art on your own <laughs> for a few more hours. Actually, that I've decided that we might have to do some more vigilante shopping and dinner <laughs> yes, time yes. in the future. That sounds lovely. It was lovely. I actually oh. did miss um, one of my kids' therapy appointments by accident. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, man, I felt really bad. But small price to pay. It's true. Mom doesn't get out much. Mm-hmm. And luckily, our therapist is also my neighbor and very close friends. So yeah. she understood. She understood. Yeah, it was it was mental therapy time for us. Mm. Um, so Audrey, for people who, who aren't familiar with your story, why don't you give us, set the stage for sure. us, yeah. if you will. Well, I am a mother of three, but three years ago, I was a mother of two. And I currently live in Washington, right next to Shay. Mm-hmm. She's my but, neighbor, which is cool because there's not a lot of neighbors out here. Yes. So cool. Yes. Yeah. But uh, three years ago, I lived in Alaska. My husband drove a train. Um, It was magical. It was beautiful. Uh, Had two kids, one on the way. And just like everybody else's kids, my kids splashed in puddles. Danica ate wilds, high bush cranberries, so much vitamin C. (laughs) And what I'm doing here is I'm kind of saying, I promise it was a normal beautiful, natural childhood, and I didn't do anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you, Stu. You just brought coffee. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This looks delicious. This is actually a cup we got when I was, we were antiquing the other day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't see that. That's good. Yep. (laughs) You guys have almost matching cups. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Well, we spent all of our time on vacation visiting family in Washington because it's just so hard to get out of our little town in Alaska. You have to take a puddle jumper and then take an Alaska Airlines jet. Or in our case, we drove 2000 miles down south. So we stayed there. Um, Matt dropped me off or I dropped him off at the airport so he could fly back. And that first day she had a headache and it was unusual and it was alarming and but I put him back on the plane. I took her to a walk in clinic for the first of many times and just kept taking her back. And they kept saying, well, I don't see anything. She's fine or she has an ear infection. Why don't you try this? 
And um, Matt came back and he was going to drive us back to Alaska. But uh, wow, when they say God moves in mysterious ways, well, for the second time in a month, I had Matt pull us over on the side of the car as we started our 2000 mile journey north. And I said, Matt, <laughs> you got to stop because I got the stomach bug for the second time. <laughs> but that kept us in Washington. And if we hadn't done that, well, it would have been hard because she woke up in the middle of the night with me by myself and she screamed from 1 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. So it just kind of devolved like this, watching my one-year-old um, seem to be okay and then to scream. Finally, the day after Thanksgiving, we were fitted in for an emergency MRI and um, the doctor came out and he said, Unfortunately, we did find a very large mass in her brain. And I don't remember what he said after that. But I did realize recently on Halloween that that doctor shares a property corner with me. <laughs> I moved into a neighborhood and that doctor is right there, which is not a bad thing, by the way. There is very it's very hard to deliver that news, but he did it very sweetly. <laughs> Amber, on the other hand, my sister was there. She texted my husband in Alaska. She said, get on a plane. It's a tumor. And then she wrote back to correct her spelling. Tumor. <laughs> With a no. <laughs> anyway, um, so unfortunately, it turned out to not just be any tumor. Not all brain tumors are equal. Um, none of them get you off scot-free. They Everybody pays. Mm-hmm. But I would like to pay a different price. Um, Danica has paid a lot. She's had. Um, so when, what's tell people what exactly her type of brain cancer? That's is. a good point. It's a baby brain cancer. It's called atypical teratoid rhabdoid tumor. ATRT. It, yeah, ATRT. And it usually hits children under the age of three. And Danica was 21 months old. There are rare instances of older kids. Um, it happens in like, I've heard one in a million, but I, I think it's less than that. Um, hmm. Maybe 75 kids in the United States a year. So it has a... I just got updated survival rates, which is really depressing. Um, St. Jude said that the ACNS0333 protocol that we just did has a 30 to 40% survival rate. And honestly, I'm a little bit mad because I found out there's another one, the alternative pro protocol that has closer to 50%. <laughs> but, you know, those the, we didn't know that at the time. Nobody knew that. that it's just new. So now Danica has been through six months of chemo, including three stem cell transplants, six weeks of radiation. And if I told you how many times she's been under anesthesia or had surgery, it would lose perspective. But yeah. <laughs> it's uh, she's had 23 surgeries. Um, one of them was because she had complications where her wound broke open. And she this is just crazy. But this she, was this was when. Um, I think this was like close to when we started the podcast, because mm -hmm. when we came over to visit you in the hospital, I likened it. This was like right when COVID stuff was happening here. Let me move. Georgia just brought right. her scone. I, and I was, likened it to right North Korea. We... Right. 
when people, people got super like, mad and I was like, well, you weren't there because right. my friend was locked in a hospital yeah. and her husband couldn't get in to see their daughter. Yeah. And that right. is honestly the tip of the iceberg when it was horrible for us. And I could tell you why, but um, let me put it this way. I saw another mom there and at the time I kind of felt like she was being dramatic but that's because what she said was so shocking to me. She said that her her 15-month-old was there for complications from the flu, the regular old flu. And they wouldn't let mom in. They didn't let mom in because mom had had some random cold and it stopped 12 days prior. And they wanted to hear 14. She was there for a quadruple amputation. Oh, my God. And they did not let mom in for 48 hours. Listen, I've been through surgeries with my kids and that baby needed her mama. End of story. And also, what kind of messed up world is it that when my friend's child was dying of the same disease that Danica has, the day we were discharged after three months, they where she was dying on Mother's Day. You just can't make this stuff up, guys. I snuck. It's always a holiday. <laughs> I know it's a holiday. We're really bad at holidays. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I Thanksgiving's trapped Thanksgiving a no the other day? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just bad history. Um, I think I actually told this story on the podcast, Audrey, you after you told it to yeah. me. Because she's, Audrey sneaks in to hug this mom mm. who's watching mm-hmm. her yeah. daughter. Oh, and I was so awkward, which is, it's not about me, but I'm like, can I just at least shut up while yeah. they're going through something terrible? But then the nurse who says, yeah, I don't see anything. I'm not, you know, pretending not to see you hugging this other person because oh. you're not supposed to touch. And you mm-hmm. just say, you're damn right. You don't like yeah. look away. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what that mom needed. She needed a hug from somebody who loved her yeah. and understood what she was going through. Yeah. 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 And, you know, not to derail the conversation in a different direction, but I think about but. that with COVID, the lack of contact. And you're seeing this in nursing homes and mm-hmm. preschools and, you know, you're seeing it all over this fear of other people. And that's what I think that's one of the things that bothers me the most. And I remember like I was listening to Joe Rogan interview, uh, Joel Salatin. And he was talking about like this paranoia that we've made where you could be looking into the eyes of your future killer. Like what's that <laughs> yeah. doing oh, yeah. for our humanity? It's disgusting. Yeah. Like, right. And at the hospital if, in Audrey's situation, I mean, that was like, like her sons weren't allowed to go see Danica. So in this, this two and period, a half months, yeah. A 10 week period, Danica's in the hospital. Audrey and Matt are allowed to tag team in and out. Eventually. Yes. But mm. not at the same time. Yeah. So I asked the the neurosurgeon as he was updating me on how the eighth or whatever surgery went. I asked, okay, Matt was able to switch with Danica at the bedti- bedside one time. Turns out that was just an exception. And I was looking for support to make this a permanent thing so that that way my four-year-old who's going through a lot wouldn't scream when I left. Mm-hmm. Why does screaming matter? Well, when any other kid screams, it may not matter. But first of all, they were giving her Valium just to make her more okay with the fact that she had three different catheters stitched into her skull. Um, 
and couldn't move. But it's from a surgical perspective. We were there because her wound wouldn't heal and it kept leaking brain fluid. You know what happens when you cry? Lots of pressure in your head. Mm -hmm. And we were literally just on the way back from the OR because that's what happened. She couldn't cry, laugh or poop without brain fluid coming out of her skin. And he said, well, you're arguing with life. <laughs> I'm like, no, you are arguing with a four-year-old over what is an acceptable emotional response she should have to the war on COVID and her effort. I'm sorry, but that is not how this works. This stuff does go down in history books and it's not kind. This is not Matilda. This is going to be the one where they lock women away in I, I'm sorry. I just, oh my gosh. You're allowed to be outraged because your experience with COVID is so different. It's not like you're holed up in your city apartment learning French. Oh my gosh. During right. this well, time, you're navigating right. the yeah. healthcare system. And you know what? You guys, I would love it and appreciate it if you could, could do your part in whatever respect. Fine. But my daughter is four. We don't all have next year. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping we have next year, but just because people are worried that they might lose the, you know, whatever time in their advanced years, like a lot of 70 something. My mom is 73 and but she understands that we get what we get and some of us don't get as much as others, but you don't go around calling everybody a murderer because they want their four-year-old to spend time with people. <laughs> I've heard some weird things. Yes. Yeah. It's been an exceptionally, I think, hard year with Danica. And then on top of that, just with COVID. So, and we're fresh too, because the, the Washington state governor just announced that anything's on the table in terms of what he'll decide to do. Yeah. Um, and your dad and not to like wound open this one, but oh, sorry. <laughs> you just can't make <laughs> this up. Audrey's dad died the day before Thanksgiving last year. And so, and so when our governor came out and said, it's just, we're asking you to give up one Thanksgiving. And Audrey's thinking, well, that's, that's too costly. Yeah. In, it in is my because situation. it might be the only one that my yeah. four-year-old gets anymore. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So. The theme of our our season on Homemaker Chic this year is hospitality. And on our Patreon call last month with our patrons, one of our patrons brought up that her daughter has um, juvenile arthritis. Is that right? Is, am I remembering I so. that correctly? And so they, you know, they were navigating massive health stuff kind of in a different way than you guys have. But um, and so it, it brought up the conversation when somebody is in a position like you, Audrey, and, you know, you've got a six-year-old, you've got a four-year-old, you know, with brain cancer, and you've got is Hawkins, too? Yeah, he's two. two. Um, what, what do you want people, what do you wish people understood? I mean, I think we've talked a little bit about what you wish they understood with COVID. Mm -hmm. and And I think that's completely your feelings on that are completely justified um what do you wish people knew how do you wish people yeah. would act or what are the things you wish people would say so that our listeners 
you know, not all of them are going to be obviously in your position. Mm-hmm. What right. do you wish people would know, though? Okay. Acting towards yeah. you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, so, I and, think- and it's relevant because so many people have situations where they have family members that are ill or struggling or mm-hmm. disabled and they mm-hmm. or they, somebody they dies. No. Yeah. They know? just yeah. No, yeah. it's not like we're all just like walking therapists. Like not everyone knows right. how mm-hmm. to respond or how to be I you know, I a lot of times I just am quiet because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to right. do the wrong thing. Right. And well, then and you don't want to bring it up. Right. Sometimes Maybe you need a break. Maybe you <laughs> yes. don't want to talk about it. So I you know yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. tricky. Well, mm-hmm. there is there are two two aspects that immediately come to mind. Number one, I can't decide what number one is. <laughs> they're all number one. <laughs> yeah, they're important. Okay, I'll tell you the one that I feel very strongly about. Um, it does not feel good when it seems like people are asking you what you did to cause this. Mm. And that may not happen a lot, but let me put it this way. Some wounds are deep enough that even the lightest touch does hurt. Mm. And I have had people ask me various ways what happened. And let me tell you this about a lot of diseases, but certainly about ATRT, brain cancer. There are trillions of cells in your body And every one of those cells, when it goes through mitosis or it replicates, it's copying 20 to 40,000 genes, depending. And in the case of ATRT, a single gene was forgotten in a cell. And unfortunately, it had mighty results. It has, it has controlled most of our lives the last three years. It was a gene that's a tumor suppressor gene and it tells the cell when to die. And without it, what happens is that cell replicates more cells that don't have that gene. And before you know it, you have a mass in your brain and it's pushing on important structures. There was nothing that I could have done to cause this or prevent this. And I've had so many medical professionals make sure that they tell me that, then I'm kind of like, thank you. Can you stop now? <laughs> See, I would be like, tell me again, please. please, but I'm like, please well, I was that. like that for a very long time. But now I'm like, can you tell everybody else, please? Because I've gotten a lot of um, questions and I can't remember all of them, but I do remember how they made me feel. Um, and I also remember all the cures that were suggested. And we, here- have, we have to talk about that because we talked about this at dinner. The other night. Uh And I think people's knee jerk reaction when they hear of a situation is especially women. My my grandmother died of cancer and my father was saved from cancer. Yes. Keto diet. Yes, exactly. How nice for him. You know, quote, meaning well, are like, I'm going to. okay, I I can help. I can help. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of them was like alkaline water. We talked about. Um, Yes. And like here you just she needs to needs to drink alkaline water. And. I don't want to bash people's motives in that situation because oh, they want to help. They want to shed some of their experience or wisdom. But, you know, like you said, cancer is a blanket. 
Mm-hmm. That it's not it's an umbrella term for umbrella a lot term. of different diseases, mm-hmm. right? And so they do not respond the same way, right? Brain tumor parents, we don't recognize each other's treatments because they're different because mm-hmm. they have to be because they have a different molecular biology. Yeah, I think that's important to know if if you know you're bringing somebody into your home, let's say, and you're practicing hospitality and they're going through a struggle, be it. Whatever it is, take your pick. Um, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Audrey, but I think that a listening ear erring on the side of just listening. Yeah. And <laughs> is probably and better. believing them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, where that conversation kind of led to is you have all these suggestions from people. And they're trying to be helpful. But ultimately, who is a greater advocate for Danica than her mother? Who could possibly be? I am no longer a mother. I am now a bodyguard. Yes. (laughs) Come at me. (laughs) I literally announced that in the hospital when they were coming at her with a feeding tube. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) I know her really well mm-hmm. and i nobody is more invested in her outcome than me mm-hmm. nobody nobody is delighted by her coming in and interrupting interrupting me on whatever i'm doing mm-hmm. than me i am delighted by that mm-hmm. and i hope that she will do that forever mm-hmm. but i will say this there are no perfect things that you could say to a person but sometimes something good or just even showing up. That is enough. That is good. I hear that heart. Mm. And I don't need anybody to say or do the perfect thing. But I mean, there is no perfect thing. I mean, I've been in the same position with my friend Kylie, whose daughter actually passed away. And I felt really dumb. Because <laughs> mm. I haven't walked through that door either. But mm-hmm. but. We don't expect everybody to have that perfect thing because it just isn't there. But we just are appreciated, appreciative that people show up. Just being there is nice. Mm. Um, and does food help? Um, that's my first reaction. It's like, do you need right? do you need food? Um, food is always welcome <laughs> and acceptable. Um, <laughs> it is always a good thing. Um, yeah, that. It does help. Um, last year, our church, I don't know who spearheaded this, but they did the most awesome thing. I actually rolled in from Alaska with the three kids by myself. And my husband had to stay up in Alaska and finish out the season driving trains. So I came by myself with the kids on the plane. And then this big old container of stuff came to my house and just opened up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so we were not really well prepared. I still needed to purchase furniture for the house. And but the church bought a freezer and they filled it full of food and they mm-hmm. kept filling it full of food. And that was very helpful practically, but it also just meant a lot. It meant a lot. Mm-hmm. So. It's kind of a silent ish way for people to support at a distance you know and i think sometimes people just they just don't know what to do yeah well that helps and i we have been helped in so many ways and 
I will say this. We, we've probably been helped by thousands of people. And unfortunately, it really takes that many to prop us up mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. because the average pediatric cancer diagnosis, uh, they'll spend 35 grand in their first year. Um, we probably spent that just on travel <laughs> from mm-hmm. Alaska. That's why we had to move. Um, I brought her down on 30 plane flights. It was 29, actually, but who's counting? <laughs> and we had a Coast Guard helicopter ride. We had a Airlift Northwest ride from the Yukon Territory after a three-hour ambulance ride. And one time, we should have been medevac, but the guy didn't understand what was going on. So I put her on the first plane I could find. And by the time we got to Seattle, she was unconscious. And the neurosurgeon looked at me and he goes... Um, I'm not going to use anesthesia. She's not even going to wake up for this. Oh, my gosh. And I saw this massive needle they were going to stick into her head. She had a little port there, like a little button that they could tap. Mm -hmm. But I saw that big needle. I said, she's going to wake up for this. (laughs) (laughs) She woke up for that. I don't like it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's probably a nicer about it than I would have been. Oh, man. I think about Danica often when I'm facing a physical challenge because she really has endured physically. She is so brave, so tough. And she just does it. Like I loved your story when she was over there in that big stint last winter, I guess, early spring. Um, And they were giving her IVs, you know, and she's had so many. And then finally she yells at them like, next time, do it on the other arm. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she was mad. Let me tell you how it's done. She woke up in the ICU and she she looked terrible. Like half of her face was heavily swollen down to her cheekbones from the top of her head. Baby. It was really hard. But she still wanted to color. She had her blankie and her binky. And she was sucking on it and she wanted to color and she tried to grab the pen and she looked at her hand and she goes, (laughs) next time, do the other hand. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's my coloring hand. (laughs) So she is my junior's age and Mm -hmm. your juju's. I mean, Mm -hmm. all three of us have children about the same age. Yeah. Right. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And she finally gave up her binky. Recently, she got a, she got a conked, she got a fat lip mm. <laughs> altercation with a cousin. And that night she was like, this hurts when I suck on my beaky. And I said, you know, maybe now is a good time. <laughs> I feel like I maybe should give See, Max a little treat. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of tricky because you're navigating normal four-year-old um, behaviors and mm-hmm. attitudes. And yet you're also navigating cancer patient mm-hmm. yeah attitudes. and it just changes and things like normally i wouldn't have had a four-year-old with a binky right mm-hmm. yeah but- which actually that kind of segues to what we were just talking about a little bit of um looking at people regardless of their situation mm-hmm. with just a heavy we always say this a heavy dose of grace mm-hmm. right because you don't know you have no you idea somebody know. could, could be see a Danica. lot of reasons a four-year-old right. has a binky but right 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 i mentioned it because i'm like is there is there are doses of judgment that could be thrown and i'd rather them not be thrown because i've had them before but yeah but but you're right we 
it's not just me. There's a lot of people that have a lot of reasons. Yeah. And who is a better arbiter of those reasons than them? Right. Usually. Mm. Yeah, usually. <laughs> Sometimes it is me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I think uh, approaching people with that posture, it's hard. We want to tell people what we know, right? We want to tell people what we think especially now when everyone's got a megaphone in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how it is. Um, but the reality is we have no idea what people have endured or gone through or um, we have no idea what's in their past. We had no idea why they are who they are. And I feel like we could do a lot better just by kind of shutting up yeah. and minding our own business. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Maybe ask questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe ask not questions. judgmental questions like why do you why did you do that stupid thing? <laughs> <laughs> do you like people asking you how you are or how's Danica? Um, I don't I mean it makes sense to ask how Danica is. I literally don't know what to say when people ask how I am. Um, if you do ask how I am, be prepared because <laughs> Because if you hit on me when I'm not good, (laughs) it's very hard for me to go, I'm fine, Mm -hmm. which sometimes I try that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like my neighbor um, right next to me came over the other day and she's like, how are you? I'm like, okay, (laughs) first of all, here's here's a tip for everybody. Inject some sass in that. (laughs) Try mocking me a little. Poke the bear. Mm-hmm. And, and and then then you know I can get through that conversation. <laughs> but if you're like, how are you? Like it's mid. You're yeah. a midwife, and this is birth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Gonna struggle. I feel like you are actually very composed. Like you don't. I feel like you manage your emotions about this really well. Do you just closet? Um, I used cry? to cry all the time before my kid had cancer and it's not that I stopped right away it's that to a degree you have to go with what will serve you what will serve your family what will serve Danica Mm -hmm. and my being in a puddle of tears serves no one and crying is not going to let the burden go away do I ever cry absolutely um Mm -hmm. i try to have more good days than bad days though and i think that's very key Mm. and sometimes even if you are sad you still have to do it so in the hospital i have i have a battle mode i am a battle axe in Mm. the hospital i make more doctors cry than (laughs) i cry easily (laughs) and i don't feel bad about that because i'm not being mean when i do it I love them. They love my kid. And mm-hmm. I make them cry <laughs> only if they are keeping grieving families out <laughs> of the hospital. Other than that, I'm usually pretty fun. But, but uh, you know, that's what Danica needs. Like you said, that's ultimately what serves her yes. best. Um, like the feeding tube thing. They were adamant that she needed to get on a feeding tube. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. while I wanted to rage and scream and sometimes cry. Instead, I said, you will be happy with her progress. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I looked at her very seriously and intently. I was going to get her to 
to eat. Don't worry about it. But the same conversation came up when they were talking about taking out her pick line, which is an arterial line that you can receive medication in. Mm -hmm. And um, they just thought this particular nurse practitioner thought that our battle battle was close to being over. And it turns out we needed that thing for another six, seven weeks. But I told her, if you're uncomfortable with the pick line, I'll be happy to consider a port as an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept repeating that yeah. with a smile. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they need, don't they? They need an advocate. And it is true. Yeah. yeah. You know, I cannot communicate with my emotions. And that is something very important for humans is that when you have a conflict, whether it's with a doctor, a child or a spouse, you can't communicate to them with your anger and Uh. they'll realize what they're doing is dumb and begin doing the right thing. You have to use your actual words of what your expectations are. And if you have feelings, you must describe them. You have to name them. You can't just show them. But do I, I feel a little judged right now? <laughs> um, I've had three years of practice. It and sounds like your communication skills are like PhD level. Um, they are <laughs> when I am communicating with really, really, really smart people who are really <laughs> smart at one thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. well, here's where I am, judgy <laughs> neurosurgeons. I tell you, don't ask him to give a haircut because. Those knives that they use are meant for one thing and it's cutting brains, but it is not, they cannot, they cannot come outside of that. There's no hair cutting. <laughs> and also four year old psychology is a little hard for them. So I have to help mm-hmm. with that part. Sure. Sure. Oh. Yeah. What do you think? Let's look forward to the future. What does this look like for you guys? What's next? Oh, boy. Well, that is a part that is very hard. And when I do think about that, very often that one is a hard thing to get through. Mm -hmm. So right now, Danica is taking a little bit of chemo and it is supposed to hold her over until we do an experimental trial that is called Brainchild 03. It is out of Seattle. And maybe you've heard of it or at least this type of trial, it's CAR T-cell therapy. And what they do is they harvest the T-cells out of Danica's blood, which we've already done. And from there, they take them in the lab and they regrow them with the instructions to hunt down Danica's cancer cells, because that is the problem with cancer cells is that the immune system doesn't recognize it as a problem. Many other types of cell irregularities, they get sloughed off. And in this case, the cells are just very smart. So the T cells are supposed to find, seek and destroy those cancer cells. But um, unfortunately, the way clinical trial rules work is that you have to wash out of any chemotherapy or known cancer-killing agent for a length of time before you start it. Um, I've said this before to my doctor's face, so I don't feel bad about this. Clinical trial rules are immoral. (laughs) They're not designed to protect Danica. They're designed to protect the integrity of the research. Yeah. Hmm. 
And here's the thing. It changes nothing because her disease is so bad that the chemotherapy that we're using, it it isn't going to do the trick. So it wouldn't change the outcome. If the outcome is changed, it will be by the CAR T cells. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to pay to play. So she needs at least a 21 day washout and she has to be stable for a whole week. And that means you can't devolve it all. Um, you can't lose any stuff. And Danica has right side paralysis. It's not complete paralysis. She is able to walk, but it's in a part of her brain, the recall part of her brain. So it's not the motor strip that would control your movements. It is in the part that um, you have a mental stock of all your body parts and what they can do. And asking her to give a high five is like asking one of us to do one of those ice skating gold winning medal things. Mm -hmm. It's very upsetting to her if I ask it the wrong times, but it's important for us to do it because it keeps that part of her brain active because little children's brains are amazing and they can keep rewiring. Danica Mm. had significant surgical resections where they, and there's no nice, nice way to say this. They removed large portions, but you never know it because Mm -hmm. Danica's brain had amazingly already rewired before they took that part out. And so that's what we're trying to do now is keep her active. So this morning, Matt said, you give me a high five. And she said, no, (laughs) but she, (laughs) but if you pose it in a way that she has a choice between what she clearly doesn't want and what she sometimes wants, which is mom. (laughs) So I said, okay, then give me a high five. She goes, okay, mama. (laughs) I love when they choose me as the f- the favorite. I love that. <laughs> it is good to be the mom sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Although my two-year-old could care less that I exist. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. He, he will care. Yeah, that's he what will. happens when he you're gone care. for three months is that they learn oh. to live without you. <laughs> yeah. He'll be just fine. They're resilient. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does love me. It's just, it did change things. It changed things between Gus and Danica. They were so close and... He was her support and I have a million pictures where he has his sweet little four-year-old arm around her two-year-old body <laughs> reading to her and whatever. And, you know, to find that she was going to be in a position with extra ventricular drains in her brain. And then it just kept going. Mm-hmm. It was just really hard to digest. And it did change their relationship, which is sad. Mm-hmm. So we do our best mm-hmm. to try to bring it back to their little best friends because there's something magical that happens when someone visits you in mm-hmm. your suffering. Mm-hmm. When you are in a hospital, it's like you're on a carousel and you're not on it. You're in it. You're in the middle. You're trapped behind the mirrors. It's like you've fallen into a time trap and nothing is happening. Your life has stopped, but you can see out and everybody is riding the horses, Mm -hmm. laughing, listening to music Mm -hmm. on those painted horses. And it's hard because life is keep going. And meanwhile, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. So when someone Mm -hmm. comes in, it changes things for both of you. It changes them 
and it changes you because it's like they've brought a little bit of magic with them. Mm-hmm. So even if people don't have the right thing to say, sometimes showing up is just the right thing. Just being there. And you both walk away different. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Just being there. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask. Uh-huh. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I think people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. If I can. <laughs> yeah. What gives you hope? Oh, well, hope is very important. And Danica's oncologist actually said, one of them, she said, hope is never wasted. And hmm. she doesn't even like the words false hope. And at the time, it's like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> nice. But I actually have fallen into a place where I realized that it is much better to live in a place of hope that something will work, something will give. That is very helpful because then I'm not worried in anticipatory grief all the time. I'm able to enjoy this time. But what happens if none of it works? And what happens if Danica dies? And for me, I... uh, how do how do I how do I talk about this in the right way? Because there's one of the one of the things we talked about when we were out the other night was people who and you guys I I preface these things because I know we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast from a lot of different backgrounds. I will I mm-hmm. always try to recognize when what I'm about to say is not. It's a particular worldview that not everybody holds. Um, But we were talking about God's sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know what that means, it means, is God in control, for lack of a better word? Mm -hmm. Sovereign's the better word. Does he reign? Does he control all things? Mm -hmm. Does God control what happens to Danica? Mm -hmm. And how, I mean, I'm, I'm asking Audrey the question like this because I know that Audrey is a Christian. And yes. so I know her answer to this. I've had three years but, to think about this. <laughs> but when I first met Audrey, it was at, at church. And I said, how did you find our church? It's a very small church. We meet in a mm. building that we rent. Like it's not a brick and mortar place that people just drive by. How did you find this church? And she said, well, I looked online. Um, for this particular type of church because my daughter has brain cancer and what I believe matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It matters if I believe that this is something from the Lord or if this is something I did or just random, you know, something just totally random and you're just the unlucky one. Yeah. Um, And so I think, you know, what I took away from that conversation was, what gives you hope, what would give people hope in this situation, whether it's a situation like Danica's yeah. or the loss of yeah. somebody they love what is, is um, what is all this suffering for? What you said to me and I called Angela actually on my drive home from our dinner. And I said, this is what Audrey just said. Here is her daughter in this situation. The hardest situation a parent could possibly imagine. 
and you said, but God is good and Jesus is king. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that makes a big difference. Oh, it does. Whether regardless of what happens to Danica or any of us, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is God good? Is Jesus king? That is the most important thing to ask. You start with that question. Yeah. Who is God? Yeah. Is he good? And what do we do? What do we do now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to, in order to make sense of suffering, you do have to ask those questions. There has to be a good reason for this. I get asked about this and I ask myself about this all the time, but I don't have a problem with God sending suffering into my life or however you want to term that. And the reason is I have asked Danica to do terrible things. Her worst nightmare. You could not possibly imagine how much is packed into three years. The 23 surgeries were just the tip of the iceberg. Heck, she likes that because she hasn't made the connection between getting high on anesthesia (laughs) and coming out not feeling good. Um, That's really hard for me as a mom, but (laughs) but I don't have a problem with it because for the same reason, she doesn't have a problem with it when I ask, is she mad when I say, Danica, we're going to take this sticker off where your IV is or whatever? Yeah, she's upset about it. She might be angry at me, but she never questions that I love her and that I'm hmm. doing something good for her, that I'm intending good for her, I'm planning good for her, and that I take care of her. Mm-hmm. I am her favorite person, even though nobody asks more awful things of her mm. than I do. And God and I have a similar relationship. I may not understand what he's doing, but I know who he is. And I have the promises of what will come. And honestly, a fellow Christian said to me recently that God doesn't author suffering. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said that that's warped theology to her. And I'll tell you, this experience is a series of just falling off cliffs. And that one sent Mm -hmm. me off a cliff because I love my friend. And because when you're in such a desperate place, like, like I am as a mom, that anything can make you wonder if you're doing something different. So she said God is still in the business of miracles, which, yes, he is. But will he heal her? And maybe not. Maybe not. But Mm -hmm. if he doesn't, I need to know that he is still good and that this was not like a bumbling mistake where Mm -hmm. God's sitting in a sombrero hat in an office chair going, 23 surgeries, I'll allow it. (laughs) Like that meme. (laughs) Like, I'm going to allow this. Like, this is not a bumbling mistake. This is not for nothing. There is a plan and I don't know what it is, but I don't need to know because I know who he is. Mm -hmm. And I know that for such a question, a good question is, why is this happening? I know that someday there will be a really good answer Mm -hmm. and God will have an eternity 
to show me mm-hmm. and to make it up to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be good because this is really bad. <laughs> this is yeah. bad. But you know what? It also isn't, though, because Danica has endured suffering. But do you know that that little face of suffering often has a smile on it? Mm-hmm. And she's the one who's buoyed us up. Mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. all the hard times that we have gone through. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't her, it's Gus booing her up. <laughs> Who then buoy us up together. And that's why I'm so bitter about COVID. <laughs> Sorry, that's guys. Why we, that's why we need each it other. It is such a wound. It was so hard. <sighs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, but I carry uh, my burden when that happens. You know, and I just find how to carry it, how to work around. Mm-hmm. And... Try not to live in a puddle of tears all the time, though they're definitely there that day. I was I, had, I was in Hobby Lobby, and I can feel you judging me right now, Shay. <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> but I was looking for Christmas decorations to put on the porch because I wanted to be magical. And there was nothing magical there. And I just had to leave because I just was crying you know just mm. crying thank mm-hmm. thank god i was wearing a mask i guess nobody could see my beautiful crying face and uh i just yeah it, it's hard to think that well if i just had more faith mm-hmm. well i do have faith i have faith in god's goodness i don't have mm-hmm. faith in my own ability to have faith yes that's in the bible <laughs> And praise God for that. Because if this is on my own accord, then we're Yeah. And you know what? We're in right. trouble. <laughs> this is sanctification right. in a big way. I mean, sometimes mm. we think it's just the kids' stuff lying on the ground all morning. Come on, Hawkins. Mm-hmm. But this is. Yeah. <sighs> so Danica um, hopefully will be home for Christmas. Mm. And then, okay. And then you guys will head over to Children's, which is in Seattle. It's about. Three hours away from us. You probably know down to the minute. Right. How many? 252. Okay. There you go. It's not 200, but it feels like 200. (laughs) Um, You'll go over there and she'll start her brainchild trial. Um, But what that means is that turns out you have to live within an hour of the hospital in case she has a reaction essentially to these cells. And so what that means is, you know, it puts you in a difficult position of... Um, having to leave your life here, your house, your church, mm-hmm. your kids, mm-hmm. um, your sister and her family who live next door who help and go over to Seattle, which is a garbage pit right now. It is. Um, it's mm-hmm. my own personal gates of hell. And I'm not even talking about what's, you know, it's bad. I'm just saying for me, I do not want to go there. Going into there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you need to live there during this trial. So that Dana can can be really close to the hospital if something happens. That's a hard position. And I asked Audrey if she was comfortable with this because I didn't know. I didn't know. How do you know? How do you know these things? I asked Audrey if we could extend an invitation to our Homemaker Chic listeners to support their family as they're going through this. Because what this means now is that. I think you guys are going to have to get an apartment. Is oh, that right? Yeah. And, and I'm definitely going to bring my kids too. Oh, there you are. Over okay. my dead body. Am I okay. doing this again? Like okay. I will live in a cardboard box. 
Well, that might be all that's left in Seattle. By the time you There's plenty of those right now. <laughs> um, don't give us ungru- ugly emails, listeners. We're making light of a terrible situation. Oh, okay. Man. I'm not laughing at homelessness. No, no. Um, so I want to extend to our home homemaker chic listeners to help us to support the tailors through this because this insurance doesn't care if you have to rent an apartment. That's not a billable hospital expense. (laughs) And um, you guys can imagine the treatment, the costs of all this over the last three years has been um, a plague. Mm -hmm. And what I love, though, is it has given people the opportunity to put their money where their mouth is, quite literally, to offer support by being there, by visiting. And Mm -hmm. if they can't do that, to support you guys in a way that makes bearing this burden that much easier for you because if you're having to think about all that on top of all that um that's just not that's not a burden you have to carry because there's a lot of us who can carry that with you so can you tell people our listeners how they can do that Mm. well thank you here's what i have learned in the last three years is that It does really help having financial support because what it does is it allows us to carry, uh, carry the biggest burden. If, if people take practical burdens off of our plate, it allows us to deal with our kids directly, especially, you know, Matt's job was a COVID casualty as well. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. thankfully he's picked up other work, but yeah, it, Um, if, if people would like to support us, we would definitely appreciate it. And it would really help because it is, uh, difficult and we could accept, um, donations through Venmo. Our name is Danica, the brave family, all one word. And apparently it'll ask for the last four digits of my phone number when you do that. So it's six, zero, six, seven. We'll put all that in the show notes as well. And yeah, we'll, and we'll also yeah. put it on Instagram so you guys can find the links there. We're also going to start a GoFundMe. We were asked to do that yes. because some local um, local people have asked about that. And those things would really be helpful because it is very hard to think about things. And there are things that I'd like I'd like to do. Like, I got the kids single beds when we moved in a year ago but they would like a bunk bed and also they want a, a like I need a bed big enough for an adult to come into and lay with Danica mm. so mm. I haven't been buying something like that but the, that is the kind of a thing that would be nice to be able to buy mm-hmm. um, since I haven't convinced my husband to suddenly have a love for carpentry. I don't know, I don't know that that would save us any money anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, okay. I, I'm going to make sure Danica has a Facebook page as well, where you can kind of follow along with her progress. Audrey updates that it's Danica, the brave, and I will make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Um, you should get your GoFundMe set up before this airs. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> so that yeah. we can put that in there as we well. We can get that all in there. Um, I would encourage you, Homemaker Chic listeners, we're talking about hospitality. And I love the idea of you guys in your homes with your families um, showing Danica's family 
this just tremendous love through financial support, through prayers. Mm-hmm. Talk about her, share her story, uh, show your kids pictures of her, um, help them to under understand what's happening. It's it's so good for us to see this, to see people, to hear their stories, to understand their struggles, to mm-hmm. bear to help bear that burden with them. Um, even if just to understand it better so that when somebody, you know, in your fold goes through something like this, you're better equipped to extend that fellowship to them. And, you know, we're going into holiday times. This is this is such a wonderful time to extend that to a family. Um, a lot of times people are looking for places to put this. You know, what's funny. I'm not, and I'm not dogging on this. This is a slight side note. I used to work for a realtor who would donate a portion of her, um, money to the charity of her client's choice. Do you know what the only charity ever that people donated to was? What would you guess? Breast cancer. No, the humane society. Oh, geez. I was going to say pets. The Humane Society. Yeah. Oh, never, never saw anybody give it's to anybody like a, else. The Humane Society. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking to, you know, quote, do some good this holiday season, guys, let's let's think outside the box. I'm giving you an opportunity. Yeah. To, and I got to qualify this. my reaction. I do love. We love pets. pets. Of course, I we do love, love pets. pets. Obviously, they matter too. Pets. But but uh, yeah. 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 It's I'm thinking about my little girl and these are the people that need to be brought out into the light and loved yeah. because she spent three yeah. months in a hospital ward. Yeah. Yeah. And for other reasons, because well, she's wonderful. Go watch videos. She of her. Is she's wonderful. Cute. Yes. Aww. She's very, very cute. She's very sweet. So um, thank you for coming on here, Audrey. And Thanks for, for sharing your story. Thank you. And um, we appreciate it. We hope listeners that this uh, was helpful to you because this was actually a listener requested episode. Oh. And so um, mm-hmm. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And I hope that you guys will join us in praying for the Taylors and for Danica. And um, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to do this with them this season. I want to like, let's just like blow their faces off with our support okay (laughs) (laughs) or something more Stu always tells me I need to do better justice to the English language (laughs) (laughs) he says stupid is not an adjective for something really awesome (laughs) this coffee's stupid good (laughs) oh I love it okay guys well uh, we will talk to you Thursday in the meanwhile do show some love to our sponsors. All their information and coupon codes are down below in the show notes. We'll put the Taylor's information down there as well. You can visit us and follow us along on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we'll stay in touch until Thursday's episode. And I'm not, I don't have my notes in front of me, Angela. What else am I supposed to say? I think that sounds really good, Shay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.